Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to know what's going on out there when it comes to anything out of the ordinary, from angels to aliens, shadow people to hat man. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your research. We want to hear your comments. So I welcome you, the listener, to go to my main website, which is shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com, and fill out the form there and tell me what's going on in your life, and I will address it here on this program. Or if you want to give some advice on what it is that you've experienced, put it out there. And I always welcome people to reach out if they'd like to be a guest on this show and to share directly. I find that a lot of people prefer to send the emails and it always surprises me. But uh, hey, I love reading these emails, so I do not mind. And, uh, you know, more recently, I had a surprise email from someone who I know from the past that, uh, my goodness, I knew him way back in the beginning when I first started looking into my personal experiences when it came to seeing UFOs. And that is going to be my guest today. And uh, I'm so excited and I hope that you guys will all enjoy this very on the level direct conversation about alien contact and alien abductions and Wow, you know, it was so raw back then. I had joined a group because I saw some major UFOs and I would always talk about it. I'm like, you know, just really just in my face and answering type of UFOs in the sky. Like, who has this? Why would a UFO show up when I requested it? Why would they be interacting the way that they were and giving me this sense of, almost comfort out there. It's like, but that seems so strange to even say that. So in talking to friends and being nothing less than frank about it, uh, one of my friends happened to be doing somebody's hair, a client. She was a a beautician and uh, he was talking about going to this meeting. And she's like, you're kidding me. I have a friend that's witnessed some things, but a little did she know that this group 
had a lot to do with those who were actually interacting with beings uh, more than what I was experiencing, which were the UFOs and interactions with them in that way. Uh, so, I, I, long story short, I got the information from that friend and I reached out to the coordinator of the group who was a psychologist and just so happened to have a lot of clients who were having traumatic events in their life just kind of take over and they weren't exactly understanding how things were hitting them to the core of them where they were actually having PTSD symptoms and not until they got hypnotically regressed by this therapist did they come to find that it was all connected to interactions with aliens and uh, it didn't just limit itself to the gray beings. And for those of you who do not know, gray alien beings grabbing, abducting people. And these are small child size like creatures and uh, maybe three, four feet tall, big black almond shaped eyes, two slits for nostrils and one slit for a mouth and uh, big bulbous bald heads, small insignificant bodies, not much contour to their muscles, and they seem kind of like worker bees. They don't seem to have a lot of emotions to them. And uh, oftentimes they seem to take the orders from another being, sometimes another taller gray or what looks like a Nordic. Uh, So there's like this interaction that goes on between the beings too. And a lot of the folks at this UFO meeting, and I finally was allowed to join. It's so funny. They they thought that I was a, a news reporter. We don't allow journalists. I'm like, okay. And we don't allow this and we don't allow that. And I'm like, I don't know why this is being pointed in my direction. I was just a college kid, just really uh, articulate and expressing myself and my interest in the things that I had experienced. But I wasn't a client of this therapist. So perhaps, uh, you know, being protective of those in her group who had experienced things, which, you know, that's great because I know that uh, a lot of people then and still now want to just gawk at those who've experienced these odd things and, uh, just taking notes and write a report or write a book and yeah, just that, that type of thing. So it goes on a lot. And, uh, so I got into this group and, you know, they kind of would go around the room, you know, and I just, I was so excited and, and say, you know, and what have you experienced and tell us what your name is and what have you experienced, you know, and, uh, got to me and I'm like, I saw UFOs and, and they're all like waiting. Okay. And, and I'm like, they were big and, uh, they responded to me <laughs> and like, could you describe the ships? And I told them my circumstances. Um, well, one of them being the really huge one downtown Milwaukee. It was a almost like a plasma. It felt like it was alive, huge. I always say three football fields in length, but I would say it was uh, it was a lot bigger than that. I mean, it just took up the entire sky. And it seemed to pulse, and it seemed to pull me uh, to look its way when it was at a distance. So just just a fabulous sighting, just really cool. And I was with a friend, and another one, uh, it answered me when I told it to show up. And it did, and then just streaked the sky where I was and lit it up like a Christmas tree. Just tremendous. And... Growing up in the countryside, I had so many lights and dots that were following me and pulsate and 
I had so many electronic things that would go on in my life. I just, I had so many odd things that were kind of personal and I guess didn't quite fit in with everybody in the group. But I sure did learn a lot from the folks that were there. They all had what were no less than horribly abusive experiences when it came to greys, Nordic, military people, U.S. government looking just like your eye, dressed in their fatigues, and uh, standing right alongside of what looked like an alien. And of course, there's those reports that perhaps this was the government actually performing these types of uh, uh, experiences for people and making it seem like they were being abducted by aliens when they actually weren't. But nonetheless, uh, there were also those who had experiences with praying mantis looking creatures and pretty darn close to that typical praying mantis. And I heard stories of some that were like two feet tall to over six feet tall. Can you imagine? I mean, those things are not cute on this planet, but to see something that big? No, 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 not, not pleasant. So I listened to the horror and the terror of what it was people were experiencing. And I had bought a couple of books on the topic of UFOs and alien abductions by that time. I was an avid reader, and I just loved reading these stories. So it wasn't like brand new to me, but it was weird uh, to sit there and to hear people speak very matter-of-factly about these things. And um, I I was, of course, humbled and honored that they let me in there to listen and talk. And... I didn't think I had a whole lot in common with the folks. And I really was uh, on the fence of really understanding what was going on, especially when there was a shift in the conversation. And when I say shift, I mean, from those who wanted to sleep with a gun under their bed and pillow and some that did, uh, to speaking very violently about what they wanted to do to these beings and tears and the heartache and the scars, physical scars that people would have and uh, the mental scars and the abuse. All of a sudden, the conversation changed to, well, they're not so bad. I, 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 I'm special. I, I agreed to this to be going on with me. I'm like, what? It, it was weird because I wasn't part of the crowd of folks that had these uh, understandings. And I was really, really just baffled uh, by a lot of it. But what was interesting, soon after I joined, I had a black unmarked helicopter hanging over my home. Uh, I felt like quite violated because I heard the folks there speaking to these types of uh, aerial harassment. Um, I had uh, what was called Census Bureau people trying to hound me and my family and friends to ask me very strange questions on a very official level that just didn't seem quite appropriate for a college kid. Um, And when they lost track of me, they started sounding rather threatening to those that I know that they were approaching. So, and it turned out several of the people there in the group had the same type of people coming at them. So I didn't think I had a lot in common with them. And then I found that. And then I got pretty much an invasion of gray alien beings in my apartment. And that's my famous story. If you guys haven't heard it, oh my goodness. Um, Where I had pretty much nine gray beings come into my place and I picked one up and 
<laughs> I kind of shook it and then offered it something to snack on. Um, it, it's it's a strange story. So uh, I know I've said it here on this podcast, and uh, you'll have to <laughs> scroll back to, to listen to that program because, my goodness, really something else. But, uh, but yeah, so I have a lot of crazy experiences um, that didn't quite amount to what it was people were experiencing in this group. But I started to feel, because I was part of this group, things started happening my way in a different way. And a lot of things became more clearly revealed to me in my life. Uh, Not being an alien abductee, but definitely having some contacts that were not quite of this world. And so my guest that's coming up here after the break is William Del Moral, and he is a wonderful human being, an artist, and uh, he's going to share his personal encounters and how he tackled his alien abduction phenomena that was going on in his life. And uh, you're really going to love this story and find a lot of things that you may be able to relate to. And uh, yeah, so stick around after the break. You guys are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Today, joining me is William Del Morale, who is a visual artist who was born in Puerto Rico and then raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He has a BFA and master's and practiced as an art therapist for many years. William has now ventured into painting full-time in his four arts art studio, and he is an experiencer of many phenomena and wanted to join me today to share about some of his experiences when it came to alien abduction and overcoming that. Now, William is somebody that I've known for a while, so you guys will really enjoy this conversation. So I'd like to welcome William Del Morale. How are you doing, William? I'm doing great. Uh, nice to uh, uh, chat with you again, Heidi. It's been a long time since we've talked, but it's, uh, it's good to uh, talk with you. Yes, doing, yeah. How are, how are you doing? Oh, gosh, life has been interesting since we last connected. But, uh, you know, I, a lot of people don't realize that uh, you are somebody that I've known over the years and the circles of folks who have experienced a lot of different phenomena and, uh, wow, growing experience, to say the least, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. My goodness. And I wanted, you know, I always tell people they're welcome to come on this show to share their experiences and how they deal with it and how they grow with it, defeat it, whatever it is. And but I think it's important to uh, get a bit of your background about who you are, what you do and uh, some of the things that you've experienced and why you contacted me to come on the show. OK, um, uh, I'm going to give you a quick background. I'm an artist. Um I have a bachelor's, well, you'll cover this, but uh, <laughs> I'm an artist and I'm an, I, I, I'm an art therapist. I did art therapy for roughly 10 years. I taught for a couple of semesters 
And I'm transitioning now to just being a full-time artist. But I'm also, you know, an experiencer. And it's something that always, uh, it's always around. You know, it's, it's not something that you go through it once and it disappears. At least not for me. Right. Well, how did you know you were an experiencer at first? I mean, what, what let you know that something was going on in your life that was really different? Oh, oh my goodness. I tell you, I was, uh, I was actually going to go on a date and pick up the girl I was uh, going to see. And as I'm pulling off the driveway of the, I'm sorry, of the freeway, you know, those, the signs, you know, for a left and right turn, they're white and black. And one of them, as I approached it, became the face of an alien. And I was like, what? what just happened what was that so um after that i searched out a support group because i started having a lot of um experiences that were really horrible <laughs> to say the least i mean they were they were pretty traumatic i remember like thinking that i was going to die in one of them because my i could feel my heart literally pounding out of my chest and i was like they're going to kill me i'm going to die here and so i wound up searching for a support group in milwaukee at the time and um the rest is history. And that's where I met you right there. And, and I joined, the, yes. And I, I joined the group uh, because I had seen some major UFOs that that was it. That I mean, I go there and I'm like, Oh, cool. People that have seen things, but everybody was an experiencer on such a deeper level. And uh, I was glad to see a, another uh, and I'm going to just call it as it is another brown person walk in the doors yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as like my age, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is awesome. You know, I was like, oh, goodness, I get to talk to somebody and relate. So it was really, yeah. really nice that we connected right away. And uh, so so you started having experiences. You, you saw an in a, a sign change into yeah. an alien face. And, yeah, and yeah, did yeah. you want to go into uh, an experience and tell us like what it was that you experienced uh, for one or more? Well, uh, you know, several times I remember I, I would just like wake up from a dream into another dream. That's almost how I can describe it. But, you know, when you have those really deep experiences, you know, they're not a dream. They have a total different feel. You wake up from pains from it. You know, like if you if you have a pain there, you wake up and you still have the after effects of it. And, you know, during one of them, I was just on a ship looking back at the planet. And there were two um, gray beings. And they asked me to look through what looked like a telescope looking down at the planet. And when I looked at it, it literally sucked me into it. So it kind of became like a, a tunnel that sucked my soul or sucked me into it. I, wow. It's hard to describe because it's such a, an ethereal thing to happen, you know. But, uh, you know, it wasn't soon after that that I started having uh, experiments performed on me and I would wake up. You know, one time I, I woke up bleeding and it's just... They were just really frightening. I remember yeah. thinking that I was literally going crazy. I was like, oh, I, this is what it's like to go crazy. I'm going crazy. Wow. And um, yeah, so having gone to the support group was really helpful. Yeah. But it was also disturbing because, you know, the, when, sometimes when you go to support groups, um, they, they're, they're always talking, you know, a lot of people talk about like, oh, how great my experience was or, 
you know, they're so loving and they're so, so great and all of this. And I'm like, well, that's not what I'm going through. You know, it's right, like, right. where, where are those guys? Because yes, I'll go with you. If, if, if you going to be like that, you know, but um, yeah, yeah it, it was dramatic. And, and I tell you, it took me years to, to kind of like find a balance of, to reintegrate myself into society where I could function in a, yeah. you know, where I can just function well, you know, like knowing that I'm one step here and one step there, but it took a while for me to find that balance. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, I joined the group before you, you did. And uh, a lot of the people sounded much like you, they were all terrorized and terrified. And, and then there was a mm. shift. There was a shift. Oh, there was. Okay. I didn't there, know that. Yeah. Yeah. There was a shift and all of a sudden, well, these guys aren't so bad. I'm like, what? And yeah. and yeah, it totally changed. And and I was confused. Like you said you would shoot these things if you had the chance. And now it's OK. Yeah. They took your kid. So, yeah, it was right. it was odd to see. So you came in when people were on the the up end of the uh, the upswing <laughs> to say this is all good. And and you were like, whoa, hold on here. I was like, I, I, I'm like, I'm not going through that same experience. And, you know, it was it was just so such a weird uh thing to go through and to have somebody say well you know it was really traumatic for me in the beginning but now it's good now it's great because now i can do this and i can do that and i'm and i remember thinking i can already do that i don't need them to like do anything for me to be able to do that you know it's like yeah they're not giving you anything there's that is your ability you were born with that you know god gave you that right they're not giving you anything that god didn't give you you right yeah so how did you come to terms with it? Like, especially with your family and, and others or uh, friends and stuff and coworkers, how did you start oh, to integrate things? You know, um, uh, I kept it secret. I kept it secret. I mean, my family knew that I, that I was really interested in it and I was very curious about it and that I went to a group, but I never really discussed to them what was happening on almost a daily basis at times, you know. <clears throat> so coworkers I never told because, you know, I when you when you have such uh powerful private things happening, you you have to be careful who you choose to share it with, you know? Yeah, yeah. I always tell people it's like imagine fighting for your life and, yeah. and being lucky to have survived it and then going to work the next day and, and having yeah. to pretend it didn't happen. I mean that'll yeah. that changes that and, who you uh, are. Yeah. And I remember going to college and walking. I was actually walking to a psychology class <laughs> and, and, and in the process of walking, I was having such a hard time grounding myself in, in the present moment. You know, I was like, OK, I'm here. I'm not I'm here. I'm experiencing this, not something else, you know, and then going to one of the lectures and <laughs> one of the big lectures at the, at the uh, big university here. And they were just covering you know, um, things that delusions that people have. And one of them was the alien topic. And I was like, well, this is interesting. What, what's. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. And, you know, even I, yeah. And even when I was working as a professional, I had a client who came in and he was just detailing all these things. And I was like, what is the best way to work with you without making you vulnerable to these things you know it's it's a it's just a big thing and it's like we need to address it as a species you know it's like 
we need to come together on this and we need to face it and we need to prep ourselves for it. Truly, truly. I yeah. mean, it is a, it, it has been a, a struggle. I mean, for myself, I, I, I didn't have any memories of having been abducted or anything like that, luckily. Uh, and, but mm -hmm. I always was sympathetic to those uh, who had these stories that would come in and, but they confused me though, too, because I didn't understand a whole lot of, of the conflicting nature of the inner workings of it. You know, I okay. mean, people were struggling. They were trying to find the right answers and you can't blame people for wanting to be okay. If they felt helpless, you know? No, absolutely not. And you know what I discovered during that initial process during those first years, I discovered that I was in contact with, two different types of beings. And I, I'm not going to describe them physically because I, I don't have a good recall on that. Yeah. I do know that the, the, the grays were involved. I do, I do know that a taller gray was involved that I almost killed. And I want to get, you know, we can get into that yes. later. And um, I know that there was a reptilian involved to try to kill me and he almost succeeded. Um, wow. It, it's, yeah. It's deep. Well, well, yeah, let's, let's, dive a little bit deeper into that right after the break here and uh, find out what's what's been happening. So you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's time to head over to coasttocoastam.com and check out the Art Bell Vault, a collection of timeless audio. Listen to some of the great interviews with the likes of the late Father Malachi Martin, Dr. Evelyn Paglini, investigative journalist Jim Mars, and more. This is classic audio that you can enjoy at any time, and it's all heard without interruption. New shows are added each week, so find out how to access the Art Bell Vault now by going to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And joining me today is William Del Moral. He is someone that I have known for quite some time, way back in the beginning when I first started going to uh, those who have witnessed aliens and UFOs. And uh, he came in the door and we connected right away. And uh, he's had so many different types of of experiences it's been absolutely mind-boggling and you were just about to uh go into a bit more detail on what it is that you've experienced with some of these different beings william so feel free let's dive on in <laughs> yes well a lot of it you know like i mentioned before the break they they were not good experiences and i thought that i was going uh to lose my mind because of this and finally one day um I could tell, I could feel that they were going to visit. I went to sleep like I always do. And I woke up in, a, in what seemed like a ship. It was definitely an examining room. And I was frozen. I couldn't move. And um, this taller gray was upset with me. And uh, I, I call her a her because her, her energy was, it seemed like she had more feminine energy than anything else. And she was telepathically arguing with me that I had agreed to uh, do these experiments. And I was saying, no, I didn't. And no, I kept saying no, repeating no, no, no. And she kept insisting. 
And um, what happened was that she moved. And when she moved her arm, it shocked me out of my frozen state that they put you in there. You know, they, 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 they're able to freeze and connect, freeze the brain to disconnect it from the body somehow so you can't move. But um, her movement of her arm directly in front of my eyes just shocked me because it was so insect-like. And that jolted me out of that day state. And when I, when I was jolted like that, I just prayed. I was like, Jesus, please send me some light and, and, and uh, help me get these things away from me. And I just called into his name three times. And there was, and it, <laughs> there was such a powerful download of light energy that came into me that uh, I couldn't sleep for two days afterwards because I was so charged up. But wow. um, yeah, but what, what happened was I immediately reached out and grabbed her face and released that energy into her face. And my intention was to kill it. It really was. I mean, I felt in, in danger for my life. And my intention was to kill it. And surprisingly to me, she screamed in my head for mercy. And then she screamed mercy through her mouth. And I had never seen her mouth. And I, she had a tiny mouth and little tiny teeth. And I released her and she slumped on the table. And at that moment, the other, what I, I guess the other grace, but I call it like the worker grace, they freaked out and some like were trying to get out of the vicinity. And at that point, I was just like literally like directing light energy at them and pushing them out like through the wall. Not like breaking the wall, but like, you know how they're able to walk through walls and stuff like that. I was just yeah. like, just that just released them and, and, and shot all this energy into them. And they all like disappeared. And then I wound up waking up like, almost like slamming into my body and like waking up being like, wow. But then I was like super charged up and I was just so grateful that, you know, you call Jesus's name and yeah. bonds like that. And just the, just the fact that I was able to get out of that. I mean, I, I, I really thought they were going to kill me. I was like, you're going to kill me. I'm going to die of a heart attack. I, I remember I think- back then when that had happened to you and, uh, it was not something spoke of much back then at all. Using yeah. Jesus' name to get rid of aliens? What on earth? You know? Yeah. And, uh, I- it, it, it's uh, amazing that uh, now I'm, I'm happy to hear it more often, but you're, you're pretty much a testimony to it, how well it worked. I mean, in the face of an alien. In the face of an alien, yeah. And it makes me, it makes me, um, it totally threw that whole system that I was being initiated into, into going, well, why the hell would the name of Jesus push them away? You know, where are they coming from? What are they? Exactly. What is your point of origin? And if you're some kind of cyborg, who is programming you? You know, like. All of those things. It's like there's a lot to consider here, and I mean, I, I myself even struggle with that after the after the fact. You know, like 
the next night, or maybe maybe one or two nights later, there was a an incredible presence outside of um, I was living with my sister at the time outside of her back door, and I remember just that dark energy that was right there, and I remember thinking, if you come in here, one of us is gonna die, because I was still in that holy light i was like if you come in here one of us is gonna die and i'm not inviting you in you're not invited (laughs) and um i think that's something um people also have to be very aware of that these things manipulate and lie to us to get access to us you know there is some kind of universal law where they can't do it on their own unless somehow in our will in our mind we say, come in, or right. we say, yes, I will help you, but without knowing exactly what that means. That means that they're going to, you know, do some serious experiments on you, and they're going to hurt you, and exactly. I just, yeah, I just think that there needs to be a, a strong awareness of, like, do not invite them in. If you're challenging them, that's an invitation, you know? If you say, well, I, I, I'm not afraid of you, that's an invitation. You know, yeah. you have to make a very clear sentiment of not allowing any of this. And it's interesting how they try to convince you of it. No, no, recall the agreement. It's like, hold on, hold on. If that was it written in gold or whatever, or blood, why are you having yeah. to remind me then? Why? Right. And, and I, and seriously, I'm like, no, I didn't. And even if I did, I'm not I, I didn't agree to uh, having this kind of a things happening to me where you're uh, when you're setting these uh, gray things on me that have no soul and have no empathy and have no feelings. You know, it's like that's that's a terrifying concept. Can you imagine an AI life form without empathy? Right. That's a psychopath. Right. You know, yeah, that's a psychopath. And it was right then at that time. Uh, so I, I've talked a bit on this show about the contact that I had with my college roommate, Samantha, and mm-hmm. um, the being that spoke through her and told us, use Jesus' name at these beings. They won't like it. It's like, come on now. Really? Like, really? And for it to work? <laughs> like, you were like, uh, you were like the first, I think, that tried it. And it was like, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. It's, um, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yeah. Was, Wait, was that like the end of their onslaught or did they keep trying no, at later times? They, they kept trying at later times. And it's really fascinating because they always did it in times of my life when I was about to improve my life. You know what I'm saying? So like when I was in, I wound up going to grad school to uh, become an art therapist. And so they would show up like during finals, you know, like a high pressure time like that. And I just, um, one of them showed up once in in my apartment and I was like, I totally am not dealing with you. We don't have anything to talk about. And I asked for the name of the female tall gray and they were like, she's not in this, she's not in this project anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I have nothing to say to you. Go away. Wow. Yeah. Are you serious? Like, I, I, this is news to me. I got goosebumps. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this happened. And um, I don't remember. I don't recall her name right now. I, I, I somehow knew it, but I've forgotten it in time. But I was like, well, let me talk to what such and such. And they were like, she's not here anymore. She's not working here. Anymore. I was like, OK, well, I don't have anything to say to you. Go away. She moved to upper management, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Something, yeah. And you know, the, the only the other time where I had to like really like hold my ground was when they they showed me a hybrid and they told me that it was my daughter. And I was very conflicted, of course, because I want to nurture this daughter. Right. But that but that meant, and I knew that's what it meant. That meant that I would have to be, they would have to have access to me. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like, it, it meant that they would have to have access to me. And I was, and I decided, I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to nurture you. Wow. And I was, you know, I carried that guilt for a very long time. And I, I even named her, like she has a name that I've given her. Yeah. And, but, um, no, I would not grant them that access because they will take advantage. How sneaky so, and backhanded. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Blackmailed. I, I, that's, that's amazing. But what, what a keen uh, perception to have to know that they were dangling that carrot in front of you. Like, yeah. you know, you get to see her if you let us have access to you again. That's, that's yeah. so. And I had to. I remember at that time thinking you really have to trust in these other beings that are here doing positive things because they are doing that, that they will take care of this situation because I can't. Because if I do, I'm not going to be well. I'm, I'm not going to be well. So, right. Wow. Well, that's amazing. You know, well, yeah. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about uh, some of these other more positive experiences and what you've done today so you're not uh, susceptible to such things so we'll get to that after the break you guys are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network stick around i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much more much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing in national parks. To visit or subscribe, just go to YouTube and type in Coast to Coast AM Official, or you can simply go to the coasttocoastam.com website and click on the YouTube icon at the top. It's the official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. You're gonna love this. Just get on over to coasttocoastam.com and start your free listening now. Hey, it's George Nori, and thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Here we go with more Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I have my guest, William Del Morel. He was speaking of several of his experiences and his understandings of uh, what's going on and how better to protect himself. And I wanted to get into something before we talk about how you protect yourself and the more positive things going on in your life. Um, I want to talk about you mentioned having a reptilian alien experience and i wanted to dive into that first before we get to the other parts yeah that was, that was pretty dark that was terrifying it was pretty dark um i had during this period the initial period when we were i was first going to that group 
with where you attended and Samantha, Samantha attended and all these other people, I had, while I was sleeping, a, a huge, I mean, huge reptilian. And I'm talking just just massive. It's like, it's like you know, I met Lou Ferrigno once and his hand was so big, it was almost like a hand and a half of mine, you know, like just <laughs> powerful, big. And he was behind me and he was, he had his hands on my head and he was twisting my neck and he was trying to break my neck. And I remember that when I felt that pain, my, my hands immediately shot up and grabbed his forearms to pull his hands away from my, from my head. And his forearms were massive. His wrists were massive. I just did it as, as, as with all my strength and I managed to break that connection. And then I woke up. And my hands were turning my head. <laughs> my hands were turning my head and trying to break my neck. This thing somehow controlled my body where it was using it to hurt me in that way, to literally get wow. me, to stop me in that way. Yeah. Terrible. Just nasty, 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 just nasty. But things have uh, have changed for the better. And But you had an experience just a few years ago? I did. I, I had an experience um, about three years ago while I was meditating. I had a... Uh, alien show up and it was it wasn't white gray type of alien it wasn't a gray but it was oh, like a white skin and it showed up you know like like they always do where they they press their eyes directly into your face and it almost feels like you're it feels like you're falling into a void because all you see is just that blackness and darkness but it did that and as it pulled away i was like nope you don't have permission and you don't have access and then it got up really quickly, walked away, and my daughter sat down, and she's like a fully grown human-looking daughter, uh, very beautiful, curly hair, green eyes, just just a lovely-looking human being, and she wanted to present to me her daughter. I met my grandma, my granddaughter. Wow. Yeah. And I remember just talking and, um, you know, telling her that I was open to, I don't know what happened that she wound up being okay, which I'm so extremely grateful for. I think that, you know, the, the, the good aliens have somehow managed to, to get her and, and protected her somehow. You know, I, I just, uh, I left it to her where I was like, well, I am open to uh, connecting with you, but I set conditions, you know, I was like, well, this is the conditions that I'm setting. No, no manipulation, no lying, no, um, experiments, those kind of things. Right. But, but since then, that, that was the last contact I've had with. So with you felt man. she was somehow protected or? Yeah, I did. I, I felt somehow that she, she had been protected from the moment, you know, like let you go back to when I first met her, where they wanted me to like provide her with nurturing and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm not giving you access to me. So and the, I, okay. And the, and the, so, the daughter yeah. seemed pretty normal, like would pass yeah, for human. She, yeah, she, she could pass for human. Um, she seemed pretty normal. She didn't seem like she was coming here, though. It was almost like she was heading someplace else. And she had her own daughter. And they were going to head someplace else. Wherever there is another. I have a, a very strong suspicion that there's a, there is another uh, human population someplace else. And I don't know if they're um, earthlings from here or just humans that they have uh, produced and are someplace else. Hybrids, that, maybe? Hybrids, yeah. 
Yeah. And they're, um, I don't know. That's just a very strong sense that I have. So what do you tell people who are going through anything that's remotely close to what you've gone through? Uh, and as a therapist, when you see cases that might kind of dance close to what it is that you have a good understanding about, because I know I get conflicted as a therapist too. And- oh, so hard to do yeah. as a therapist. What I, what I tell people outside of the, prof- you know, outside of the professional field is to, and then, you know, sometimes they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that to call on Jesus. They don't want to believe in, in Jesus. They, you know, they have very uh, conflicted relationships with, with uh, Jesus and, and religious figures and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not here to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to convert you. I'm not here to any of that. I am telling you, call on Jesus name. Right. He will protect you. Call on his name. He will send an angel to protect you. You know, that's up to him, you know, <laughs> but you have to know, you have to know as a human being when you need help, you know, you have to know, you have to know you're not helpless. I, 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 this is the thing that crawls, you know, it just gets me every, a lot of the times that people are always like, Oh, you're helpless. You're not helpless. You just don't know the power you have access to, but you're not helpless. You're unaware. It seems like, do you find this reluctancy out there uh, where people almost seem ashamed to say that they might believe in God or Jesus? I like, they're so hesitant. And I'm like, they're they're really, really super hesitant is the right word. They're really hesitant. And I'm like, you guys, this being came here, sacrifices life for you, for your loved ones. He, he will help you, you know, he will help you. And I'm not saying you have to be like some hardcore Christian, something or other. That's not what I'm saying. You know, let me put it really simply. Look, if you say, I love, God, if you say, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, you're keeping that belief system at arm's length, right? You're like, I believe you're right there. You know, I can point to you. You're right there. I believe you're right there. But if you say I love, right, try saying that. I love God. I love Jesus. Then you are taking that in. It becomes part of you. Yeah. You know, people, it, I think they get afraid sometimes that I, I think I mentioned Jesus in every show and, uh, and they're like, oh, is this a Christian show? And I'm like, uh, you know, right. it's a realistic show because I'm telling you what works. And, uh, you know, why did these beings recognize this? And and I've had the argument. I'm curious what you think of this, uh, William. Uh, people say, oh, it didn't work. You just uh, said in Jesus name and at the end of your abduction experience, the aliens were leaving anyhow. You know, it's like, <laughs> come on. You know, I'm talking about like in your situation in the alien's face saying yeah. it and them leaving. Yeah. 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 No, they were, they were not going to leave beforehand. You know, it's like they, they left because they were afraid for themselves. Self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and beg for mercy. Like what? what and beg I- for mercy, which yeah. really, which to this day, I can just still see her. I can hear her voice in my head and I can still see her mouth moving, screaming for mercy, you know? Is that something in, in the light of, of God? 
why would that bother? You know, right. and it's like I, people try to say, well, you know, Jesus must be an alien. Jesus must be this or that. And I'm like, why does he need to be defined? All I know is he's recognized yeah. to have done yeah. a lot of good things. And he really helps people on this planet when they're in trouble. Can we just have a blanket that, can we just, you know? <laughs> yeah. Can we just have a blanket thing where, where you can disagree. Can we just say Jesus is an energy? So it's an energy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Recognize, recognize energy to help get people out of a bind when something, oh, I don't know, evil comes around. And, you know, I understand that a lot of people are like, well, you know, the government's putting out the word that these are all evil aliens. I'm like, look, they're not all positive either, though. And we have to realize, just like people, this can happen where we have this conflicting energy. But I, no, I want I, pe- people to get the chance to uh, reach out to you and take a look at your art if you'd like to put that out there, William. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my artwork, um, you know, just to let you know, I, I've from years of making art with clients, I've, I shifted over now to just working on my own art. And, you know, my art, I, I bless, I do blessings for so that the viewers, any viewer can get a positive energy from it. Nice. So, yeah, so that's that's what I'm uh, shifting into. I, I have a show coming up and at the Overture Center here in uh, Madison in October, and you know I have a webpage where people can look at the stuff, um, and it's, it's it's developing. So everything's still developing, but my my webpage is William Del Moral Art. Wonderful. I, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This was really great of you to volunteer, reach out, and to come on the show. I was pleasantly surprised. This is great. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And and thank you to all the Coast to Coast listeners. You know, I've been a listener a long time. But I, 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 I really think that the time for people to just say a big no, you know, is here. And know who you're working with. And if you're working with light beings from the, you know, from the light side, you will know. You'll be just fine. Right. But if you're being lied to and you're being manipulated and you're being groomed, then that's something completely different. So true. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Amazing. I love hearing successful stories, especially when it comes to alien beings becoming a huge problem in somebody's life. And I knew him from a long time ago. And uh, it's so good to hear that things have been pretty good where these things are not creeping around as often and causing the havoc that they once did. And I know a lot of people are like, what on earth? You know, talking about the Jesus topic again, but it is just what it is. It's like there is a good force, there's a bad force. And sometimes there are titles to each side, and sometimes it really helps to address it and just be direct about it, not be ashamed of it. So, um, (laughs) you know, I always welcome you guys to write me. Just go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com. And if you want to be a guest in the show, just like William Delmorel was just now, you are more than welcome to do that. And write as much detail as you'd like if you choose to just send me an email. That's all good. I don't mind. So, wow, this has been a really fascinating show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Be safe, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.